<laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody. We are here at Pearland Coffee Roasters, a new location today. It's actually an old location in a new day uh, for Monday Morning Jumpstart and 321 Grow, the podcast. We're partnering together. Hey, Linda, good to see you this morning. First in, it's an early morning. Uh, welcome, Ricky. Uh, Enrique, is your wife with you? I hope she is. You guys are doing well. We got your invitation for the Halloween thing you guys are doing. We're going to try to make it out. So uh, if you guys are around Pearland with cruising cars, they've got a Halloween event that they're doing. Uh, message me and I'll get you the information. Ron, good to see you this morning. So guys, we are, we are here in a new location. We're back at Pearland Coffee Roasters. I just want you guys to see this. This is like my favorite coffee in the whole world. And uh, I don't get over here as often. We've been at... at um, Counseling Connections for Change, that's been great. We may get back over there, but this morning I decided to come and get a cup of coffee, and, and the guys are with me today. Uh, they won't be as easy to hear from everybody today, but I've got uh, Louis Medina. He's got Ession Productions, right? And they do um, all kinds of video stuff, and then he's working with um, veterans as well. Uh, Mark Anderson, who is Mark Anderson Accounting. Um, it's Mark An Anderson, Anderson Accounting and Advisory, yes. Uh, small and large businesses helps with all your accounting needs and uh, Bob Gephardt with Gephardt Leadership. Uh, he also does Maxwell and he's a, he's a veteran, uh, works in the veteran system as well. Uh, and then I'm Rick Torson and I'm with Right Now Leadership in One Pearland and so we're glad to be with you guys this morning. Hey Alex, Ozzy, good to see you guys. Ozzy, you're missing it. I'm over at Pearland Coffee Roasters, man. You still got time to get down here. But we're also partnering with 321 Grow, which is a Facebook, or it's a Facebook group, but it's a podcast. And so every Monday we combine the two and they get posted on a, any of your favorite podcast platforms called 321 Grow. We'd love for you to subscribe and become part of that. Um, since we last talked, we had our Live to Lead that uh, I've been telling you guys about. Bob and I helped to do that. We had a great crowd, great day, one of the best, uh, one of the best mornings I think we've had. The speakers were amazing. If you guys have not heard Marcus Buckingham, oh my gosh, he, he blew me away, uh, real honest, talked about leadership, talked about things he's going through, it was, it was amazing. Hey Thomas, good to have you up this morning, I hope you made it home from uh, the conference okay, uh, glad, to, glad to have you with us this morning. Ryan, good to see you this morning. Rachel Hollis was tremendous, um, Chris Hogan was good. If you guys want to see that, we actually have the replay, so let us know and we can set up a replay for you or your company for Live to Lead uh, with John Maxwell, so let us know about that. Um, and then we're going we're gonna to jump in this morning. Um, hopefully you can hear me okay. I'm trying to keep my voice down just a little bit. We're in a coffee shop with uh, people coming and going, and it's a little bit different setup this morning. But you guys all doing okay? Did you get in okay? Nobody's too wet. You guys online, hopefully you're all sitting somewhere where you're dry. If you've got to get out today, I think a cold front is coming in. And so we are, uh, I've got sweater on today, and so we are preparing for the cool front coming in. But when I walked out this morning into the parking garage, it was not cool yet. And I was like, why am I wearing this sweater? So anyways, so Monday Morning Jumpstart is a place where faith and business meet. We got a bunch of people jumped on this morning, so great to be here. We want your participation, so share your thoughts with us. We're going to talk about purpose and passion this, this morning a little bit. Um, let me ask you guys a question. Have you, have you guys ever heard the statement having too many irons in the fire oh, yeah. yeah or in the picture I've got so we've got here's a little diagram if you guys can see it uh, there's a guy spinning plates right and the question is you know how, how many plates can you spin at a time without letting one of them drop so 
when you hear that, what, have you guys ever said that? Have you ever felt that? What, what's the connotation? And I'm going to ask you guys to jump in. Hey, Billy, Sasha, good morning. It's good to see you. Uh, Mark's here, and he comes almost every Monday. I'm not sure where you are, Sasha. Uh, <laughs> he's got guilt trip, and I'm trying to guilt trip him. So, uh, but when you think about that, uh, too many irons in the fire or spinning plates, what, what comes to mind, guys? And hopefully you guys will be able to hear, okay, I'm going to back this up a little bit. But, uh, and you guys online, what do you think about when you think about too many irons in the fire or spinning plates? You drop a plate. Drop a plate. And yeah. Nothing gets your full attention. You're not able to give full attention to one, to one place. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever felt that way? Oh, sure. Have you ever felt that way recently? Sure. Do you feel that way today? <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but uh, hey, Tony, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in. Hope you and Marianne are doing well. Um, Sasha says, I got too many irons in the fire. That's why he's not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it's, it's that idea. I used to love to watch, you know, they would do the shows with the axe and stuff, and the guys would get the plates going, he'd spin one, and then he'd start spinning, then he'd go to another one, he'd start spinning, and then once he's got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 plates up there, the ones that he started with start wobbling, right? And then he would just panic and start running around spinning the cord, trying to keep them all up. It's kind of like the conversation we had about the, um, the whack-a-mole thing, right? Where you're just a lot of things coming at you. How, does it, how do you feel when, you feel when there's too many plates spinning or too many irons in the fire? What's, what's going on? What's the, the level of attention and anxiety? I was going to say, there's a lot of anxiety. It's, it's a stress-filled moment trying to figure out which one to put out. Oh. And, and, and so which gets our attention, especially with the plates? The squeaky wheel, right? That's another statement. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. But that plate that's starting to wobble and fall, it gets our immediate attention. But a lot of times, what if that's not the one that needs our most attention? But because it's the one in most need, that's where we go, right? Why does that happen sometimes? You guys that are jumping on, uh, why, does, why does that happen? Why do we, what causes us to have too many irons in the fire or, or too many plates spinning? How do we end up there? Poor time management. And the other thing being is that I think most people that I know that are that are driven, they just always want to say yes. They, I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to say. No. They don't want to say no, and they don't want to. They don't want to disappoint people that yeah. they, they know, like, and trust. Yeah. Mark. Mark says poor time management, and then um, not the inability to say no. What do you guys think online? What are some of the things that cause us to end up in that place where we've got too many plates spinning? We think we can do it all. Let me ask you a question about the um, can't say no. Why do we get ourselves in a situation that can't say no? And obviously I'm trying to lead somewhere here, but what causes us to not be able to say no to everything? We don't want to disappoint people, right? Anything else? And you guys online, what else causes us to, to not be able to say no? I think the big one is not wanting to disappoint someone. But I think bigger than that, there's, there's something else that's going on that's keeping us from saying no, which I think we'll talk about a little bit. Um, how do you guys fix it? How do you solve this plate spinning thing? How does it normally get solved? Starting to say no. Starting to say no. The plates start dropping and they hit the ground, right? I would also I mean, say, though, you know, sometimes one of the things that works for me is just walking away from all of it for just a little while. The timeouts that we've talked yeah, about, taking a break, whether it's a man. Take a, take a break. Yep. You realize that it's not as daunting as it, it right. really is. And then you can, you know, when you take that fresh look at it, yep. you, can, you can then start to yeah. effectively prioritize. Yep. Yeah. Even though that plate may be on the way to falling, like you were yep. saying, 
you go, that play really needs yeah. my attention. Yeah, Mark's talking about taking, if you guys can't hear very well, taking a timeout, right? Taking a break, getting away from it, changing your perspective, re-looking at the things that are going on, and understanding the things that really need your attention and energy, and being able to let go of those things. And our Ozzy says, he jumped in here, he said, it's all about priority. When you don't prioritize, you end up doing things you shouldn't do, be doing over things that you should be doing. Um, so I want you guys to think about as we talk about the rest of this, how many plates do you have spinning right now? And, and we don't have to answer that, but I want you thinking, do I, how many irons are in the fire, right? And, and some of it, they all need to be, and there's the right amount. So it doesn't mean that it's bad, but I want you guys to be thinking about this as we go through this today. Because I think part of this, and what Ozzy was saying about purpose, um, I think part of it is, hey, Sasha, good morning again. He's back in, uh, out and back in again. Uh, I think the, the part of it with, with purpose and stuff, when you think about our priorities, well, what causes us to set our priorities? Right? There's, we say, well, we've got to set our priorities. Well, how do we know what is a priority? And what is that thing that takes precedence over the other thing? And I think part of that's what we're going to talk about today. If we don't understand our purpose and where our passions are, then we don't know what our priorities are, and then everything becomes a priority. And then we don't say no because we think, well, this is important and I have to do this and I have to do this because it's all a part of the things I like or I'm passionate about. But if we don't really have clear purpose, we don't really have a clear understanding of where we're going, um, we end up in this situation a lot, right? Because I think purpose should drive our intention. It should drive our activity you know, and drive our priorities. Our priorities should be built around our purpose, right? And so how do we discover that? So... I have a quote in here, it's just a statement, I don't know if it's a quote from anyone, anyone in particular, and, and I was thinking about it this weekend, it said, we are not called to do everything, but we are, are called to do our thing. It says, we're not called to do everything, but we are called to do our thing. So the challenge with that is, implied in there, is that we know what our thing is, right? That we understand what that thing is that we're to be about. Um, there's, there's another statement. Purpose is the reason you journey. Passion is the fire that lights your way. Purpose is the reason you journey, the why. Passion is that, that fire that lights our way. And so we're gonna, I want to just spend a minute talking about this idea of purpose, um, the, our thing. So when you think about that, how do you know what your thing is? Or how, what is your thing? Mark, your thing's accounting, but what else? What is your thing? Why do you do accounting? I do accounting because I think it is important to educate uh, small business owners and, and others on, on their financial position. So, but why do you care about other people's financial position? Or do you care? Oh, I do. Very much. Right. Very much. Right. Because, uh, because I, I, I believe that there is, I don't know, one of the things that I have learned since I started my business is that when I compare big businesses. Yep and small businesses, there is a huge difference in terms of financial literacy and financial accountability too, right, right. right? When management for a big company is accountable to the board of directors. Yep. Small businesses, who are they accountable to? They're yeah, accountable me, to I'm accountable to myself, that's right. And, and you know, they, they just let things kind of slide yes. as a yeah, result. Absolutely. There's no one to hold them accountable. So your passion, so, you, you have a passion about serving people. And that the way you serve them is through your knowledge base, through your education, through right. your passion of what you do. But the passion is how do I help people, educate people, and serve the, the people that are underserved or don't understand, and I have something to offer them. Right. Bob, you do a lot of leadership. You've done banking forever, um, and, and now you're working with the veterans. Why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? <clears throat> because I think our veterans need a lot of help. Uh, <clears throat> you know, a lot of them are trouble uh, and 
help them get to a good place. Right. You know, with the veterans that I work with that are incarcerated. Yep. I just want to help make sure they don't ever come back to that place again. Right. So there's a passion to help. Again, it's a service passion. It's finding what our passions, areas that we're, that drive us, that we love to do, that, that we're good at, that we're created to do, that we're gifted at, right? And then what does that look like to live it out? Sometimes we make money doing it. Sometimes we don't. We can't, I don't think you can automatically tie the two, although it would be great if we're all working in our passion, right, that is also our profession. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that, that real quick. And I, I know, Lewis, you work with, you know, you started your own business. All three of you guys are, are been in business and started business, right? You've moved from working for people to working for yourselves. Many of you on the, the podcast and in this, you know, we say in the podcast, we're just everyday entrepreneurs and leaders who are living our lives out loud and doing it in community, right? And, and the challenges of that. But why would someone, Lewis, what, real quickly, why, why'd you start your business? You, you can work for someone and be just fine and get a paycheck, but you chose to move in another direction. Um, for me, the reason was family. Okay. It, it's to be um, with my family, be able to do the things that I wasn't being able to do. So, um, and just to touch quickly on it, um, service above self. Right. You know, that, that's one of those things why most of us want to help. Yeah. Because by getting somebody to be better, it also brings us to that next level. That's right. Service above self. It's all three of them and, and myself as well is this something in us that says, I want to help and be, do something greater than myself. And I'm not the end of this thing. There's got to be something more. What about you guys online? Hey, Terry, good to see you. Thanks for jumping in this morning. Um, so let's talk about this. How do we know our thing? Right now, you guys are all sitting here and we kind of understand our thing. We found that thing that we're passionate about. And now we're also busy building a business and a profession around the things that we're passionate about. But for those of you guys that are in that process, right, what is your thing? Can't do everything, but we got to do our thing. My thing is not anybody else at this table. My thing isn't your thing. And we may, Bob and I both do coaching and leadership training, but it's different things. We, we have a passion at the core, but how it expresses itself are different and how we learn to do that. So there's four questions I think is important to ask or answer, and these are the blanks that I've got for you guys today. How do we know our thing? The first one is you have to know what's your passion, which we just talked about. The first one is what is your passion? What are the things that give you joy? What are the things that you wake up and have energy about? Know what your passion is. Um, make a list. Start identifying the things that you're passionate about, that if you could do anything you wanted, what would it be? And I don't mean just working. I just mean those things that you're passionate about, right? Um, Kimberly's talking about the purpose-driven life. Rick Warren wrote an amazing book. Man, it's been a long time. But it was a, it was a best-selling book and still is because it's, it's finding that purpose. When we find our purpose, our value, our worth grows, and our impact grows, right? So thank you. Lisa says, identifying and using our God-given talents to serve others. Right? And so the question, what are those things, right? So the first one is, what's your passion? The second one is, why is your passion? Why are you passionate about that? Don't just, oh, I love serving people. Why? And that's what I was asking you, Mark. So I, I do accounting because, well, why? Because I love to help people who uh, can't, don't understand. They don't, they don't have the machine behind them helping them. Whatever it is, I'm able to do this. This is why I do what I do. In, in the why, we've talked about this, Simon Sinek does it. Everybody's doing teachings on why, knowing your why. Why is what drives us when we don't want to get up. Why is what keeps us moving <clears throat> when we don't feel like we want to keep moving. And if we don't know our why and it's not tangible, we're going to chase everybody else's why. Right? And then we're back into that cycle um, that we're in. So you need to know what your purpose is. Why is your purpose? Why is that important to you? Why is that passion important to you? Third one is where is your passion? 
where does it live out? Where do you see it most? Where do you find yourself in it? Where do you see yourself engaging that passion? Because that's also going to help you identify possibly what you're going to do, the, the, the people that you're going to engage, your, um, your target audience, right? So you need to know what's your passion, what are your passions, where, why, why are those your passions, what do they do to you, what energy do they bring you, um, where are those passions, where do you see them lived out, where do you find them most, and the last one, who is your passion? So that's a little bit different than where. It's, is there certain people? Who, who are the people that your passion gets to impact? Is it your family? Is it a spouse? Is it kids? Is it um, teachers? Is it veterans? You know, who is that, that person or those people that your passion finds most energy around where when you're with them, living in your passion, the greatest impact happens? If you can begin to identify those four whys, you'll begin to then start seeing how do I build, what do I build around this? Is it a business? Maybe, maybe not. But how do I get to live in it more? Because let me, and I'll ask you guys on here as well. Um, when you're, what happens when you're living in a passion? When you get to express or experience your passion, even if it's a moment, what happens in that moment? How do you feel? Oh, enthusiasm, energy. We talk about burnout. I really don't, when you understand this, I don't think there is such thing as burnout when we're operating in this understanding. I think burnout comes when we're operating away from our passions, away from our gifts, away from the people and the things that drive us and energize us, right? And so when we understand this, burnout, it shouldn't be a part. Now, are we tired? Are we worn out from what we do? Totally different than burnout, right? And so, so when we're in our passion, there's energy and joy. Um, there's more impact and influence. So how do we do our thing? Okay, so I've got, I got three things. This is really simple. Um, it's, it's really direct. First one is get up. Just get up, stand up, get your butt out of the bed, get your behind out of the seat, get up, stand up, take a posture of movement. I mean, literally, it's sometimes we get so depressed or we get in these ruts and we, we just sit there and we talk about it. Or we go to the coffee shop and we talk about it or we go to the barber shop and we talk about it or we, we just talk and talk and, oh, I'd love to. But we never get our behinds out of the seat and get up. So first of all, just get up. Stand up, literally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, stand up and face that direction, whatever it is. Second thing is, is get out. <laughs> Start walking, get out, get out of your comfort zone, get out of the place you are, get out of the routine, get out of the rut, stand up and step out into something different. You've got to take that first step. If you don't do that, this is just, we have great conversations and it means nothing. And the third thing is get going. Don't let fear stop you from moving, right? It doesn't matter how big a step you take, take a step. Risk, I mean, every one of you guys had to do that. I know each of your stories a little bit. In my story, we had to decide, I'm going to get up from where I'm at. The situation, I mean, the employer that I'm working with, the place that I'm at, I'm going to, I'm going to retire. You could have kept working, but it was like, no, I can't keep doing this. So we have to choose to stand up and say, I've got to do something different. And then we've got to get out. We've got to step outside of that box, and that's a scary place. Once we step outside of that box, we're going to do one of two things. We're either going to go back into it because it's scary, or we're going to start walking right? Because you, you just got to start moving. It's like getting in, you guys ever been into a, like the Frio River? Have you ever gone uh, whitewater rafting or anything? And that water's really cold and you start getting in it and you're okay when it's at your feet and ankles and knees, gets to your thighs, it's okay. That cold water gets to your waist and you're like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to keep going or am I going to back back up? And then you splash yourself a little bit to kind of get right. Or you're like Lewis and you just, you just go. You just 
all the way in one one quick motion you know it's like peeling it's like peeling that band-aid right guys um, Lisa Jolly says you're capable of doing so much more when your motivation is internally driven spiritual heartfelt and a calling absolutely hey Becky good to see you this morning so how do we do it get up get out and get going here's one thing I'd, I'd say to you guys and you guys I'm not sure what you think about this sometimes we get confused with discovering our passion and finding our purpose we, we think that, that they are the same thing, and they may, but they may not be. I, I think we can live in a job, in a career that may not have our full passion to it. But if it's, the, if it's the mechanism or the vehicle to get us to our passion, to allow us, like you had said, I want more. Your passion is your family. Mm -hmm. Your job is something you like, but maybe it isn't as much. But you know if I keep working here, the means that I get here will give me this thing that I'm passionate about, that I love. And then maybe someday it can switch. Maybe someday I can live fully into that passion. But we get so frustrated at our current reality because we don't tie it into a passion. Our job doesn't have to be our passion, but does it get us to our passion? And if it does, then we can look at our job differently, not with offense and frustration and I got to get out and I got to leave and it's terrible. It may be, but use it. Don't let it use you to get you to where you want to be until you can flip it. And now you're living and working. Your profession is your passion. And so there's that place that we want to keep our hearts right in the process so that we can ultimately get to where we want to go. So the question becomes, does passion equal purpose? What do you guys think when you first hear that? I mean, we kind of already talked about that, but not necessarily. Not, not necessarily, but it doesn't mean one's better, one's worse. You shouldn't have them. It's just when we tie them together like that, we start getting very frustrated in our current reality because I'm not in my passion. And so I start looking for a job that's all about my passion. That's awesome. But it's the, maybe if it's from the wrong motivation or the wrong starting point, you're going to have a really hard time and you won't stay at a job very long. And then you're going to lose the means to get to your passion, right? So last thing, um, here's the difference, right? Passion is what we love. Passion gives us, as Mark said, it gives us energy and joy. It, it gives us, it fuels us. We're not, we may be physically tired from it, but we're not exhausted from it. We're not um, burned out from it. We're just, <laughs> we've, we've spent ourselves, but we also get energy there. Purpose is what we're good at. Purpose is what we're good at. Right? It's something that we're good at. It's our purpose. When we do it, we're good. Mark's good at accounting. He's good at helping me understand my books and walking me through my process of starting a new company. Right? Lewis is good at uh, helping you capture images and videos and, and promoting and marketing and the, the, the vision you have. He's good at capturing that. Bob's good at training and teaching. Right? He's also good at finances. He's been in banks forever, so he, he understands numbers. He, he, he's good at teaching veterans and, and coaching veterans. Right? So we, we have these things that we're good at. They are uh, our purpose is when we live into the things that we're good at. Our profession, though, is different. That's what we do. Right? It's, it, it, we, we could have passion in it, we could have purpose in it, but sometimes we just have a profession. I've told my daughter she needs to get a job right now, and she's looking for certain things. I said, just get a job. Get a job, get started, I don't care what it is, just start working, and then keep looking and keep discovering what you wanna do. But in, in the meantime, get going. Get up, get out, and get going, right? And then values, which is a whole other conversation, but values is the, the why and the how, the heart of what we do. It's the things that drive us, that point us to why did you guys get into veteran services? There are values in you. Why did you get into account? There's value. How do you do your business? The values drive how you do, you know, and the why you do what you do, the integrity, the humility, the servant heart. Those are values that we need to identify. And when we have done those things, 
I think it's in that moment, as we kind of get ready to close here, I think it's in that moment that we are able to marry our, our passion and our purpose into our profession, right? And I, and I think, but it's an intentional process that we need to look at as we're, as we're going through that. So any, any comments from you guys online? Hey, Elaine, good to see you this morning. Passion helps guide us to our purpose, Lisa says. Becky says, passion keeps us going. It, it does. It does. Any other comments you heard in here before we finish up? I've got one more quote and, and one more thing I kind of want to show you guys. I don't know if you guys, on the back of our sheet here, and you can ask me for it later, it's a, it's a diagram that shows us about how we find our purpose. And it breaks it into, it's a Venn diagram, and it breaks it into four quadrants. The four quadrants are what you're good at, right? What, there's another one, what you are paid for, a profession what the world needs from you, what is our gift or our offering to the world, and what you love to do, right? And when you mix those, if you, if, if you look at it, it's hard to see, but the circles where they overlap, where each one overlaps with each other, defines our mission, um, our vocation, our passion, and our profession, right? And when we, when we understand those things, they become our purpose. When we understand what we love to do and how it impacts the world and what we're paid for, and we begin to get paid for that and what we're good at, that begins to identify our purpose in our lives. And so um, it's just an added thing I wanted to share with you guys to take a look at. And, and just if you answer each one of those questions, you begin to identify your purpose. When you identify your purpose, you can begin to find jobs and activities and things that are going to allow you to live into that purpose. Right? And for some of us, it's easy. For others, we, we may never have asked these questions before. So any, any questions or comments as we wrap up? We're about at the end of our time. Any other thoughts about this? Is it, hopefully it helps you guys online. Hey, Jake, good to see you, man. I'm excited about the uh, Heart of Many Colors. Uh, Jake's just put out a, Jake Friels is online with us. He's uh, just put out a, a devotional series, a study, a teaching. Um, really, it's about transformation. Uh, transformation of our lives um, through the love of Christ. And so if you guys are interested in knowing, I'm, I'm going to be posting stuff as he's posting stuff. But Jake, good to see you on here this morning. Um, any, any other comments, you guys online? Any comments from anything that you heard about purpose and passion and profession? Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate you guys jumping in. I appreciate my group here that's, uh, that we're here. It's good to see people face-to-face and have a dialogue. Hopefully you're able to hear us okay. Uh, please jump over to 321 Grow Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out. Mark, you guys, have you guys started your podcast yet? You and Sasha? No. Okay. We're, we're working on it. And you, did you decide on the name? Are you going to? No, we're going to go with your suggestion. Business on the Run? Okay, so Mark's here with Sasha, who is online. They're, they're going to be starting a podcast. I'll let you know when it comes out. It's called Business on the Run. They're, they're two sick individuals who run a lot on the weekend, and they, then they video and podcast themselves running. It's about business and life, and they've been going through As a Man Thinketh, which is one of my favorite books. Oh, you've been doing Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Uh, Napoleon Hill. It's another one of my favorite books. So both of those are really good. Um, but they've been going through that together as well as they've been running. So it's been a lot of fun. As soon as they're up and running, I'll let you guys know. So, well, thank you for joining us on, on uh, Jumpstart. This is where faith and business meets. And 321 Grow is a podcast. There's a, there's a Facebook group. You can invite yourself to be a part of that. I'd love for you to be a part of that. It's 321 Grow in the Facebook group and uh, sign up for that. And then uh, continue to share this message with your friends. Lisa, thank you. I appreciate you jumping in. Israel, good to see you from down under again, man. Thank you for jumping in. I know it's bedtime for you guys. Um, 
But until next time, we'll be, we'll be back next Monday morning for Jumpstart. Until then, you can get some more of these trainings and teachings and conversations on the 321 Grow podcast. I'm believing that your best is yet to come and that you were created for more. No matter how successful you are, how challenged you are today, God created you with a purpose, a destiny, a future, and a hope. He created you to have greater influence, to have greater impact um, in your lives, your friends' lives, your family's lives, and your work life. And we're believing that, and we're, we're believing it together. So God bless you guys. Thanks for coming in this week, and we look forward to talking to you again. I think you guys talked about that last week, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So did you get the email about the guy that's going down to apply for his VA benefits? Mm-hmm. He was the assistant to General Patton. Oh, uh, yeah, he's going to be down to combine arms. Uh, let's see what time. Combined arms? Yeah, yes. it's all of the...